This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. What is up, Tones? I feel like you've seen me on other people's streams more than my own stream as of late. We're going to try to change that. We're back and better than ever. That's a hell of a lot of emotes you got going on there. I see a Tucker face. The troll with the rainbow makes me giddy. I I wondered what to do for Pride Month since my theme is rainbow anyway, but we, we, we just doubled up on the rainbows here on the stream. Jam-packed show tonight. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking about a teacher who is facing termination in Kingsport, Tennessee. I bet you can imagine what for. We're going to revisit the story of Rebecca Jones, the whistleblower in Florida. There's been a lot of developments. I've wanted to talk about what's been going on down there. Oh, of course, cops have been doing executions every day. Do we have any that we're talking about today? I think we're taking a break on cops. No, no, we've got a cop execution to talk about today. There was a cop in Alabama that had his gun taken away from him by the state. It was given back to him, and you're never going to believe what he did with that gun after it was given back to him. Holy shit. So yeah, I am going to get pissed off and talk about a cop execution. The one in Louisiana, I don't know that there was footage before of the one in Louisiana, was there? I There are so many, I keep getting confused. And that's that's the sad state of America right now. It is hard to keep up with them. Of course, we talked about the, uh, was it Winston Smith? In Minneapolis. That happened just the other day. We talked about that last night. Apparently, there is no body camera footage to be had. Hopefully we have a bystander come forward or there is security footage that we will be able to see something about what happened because the cops clearly lied yet again. Guys, we're going to get a dose of Bill Nye, the science guy tonight. He testified in front of Congress, so you know we got to play a clip of that. ProPublica breaking one of their biggest stories ever, and that's that's saying something for ProPublica. A treasure trove of secret IRS files. We're going to talk about that. Mitch McConnell weighs in on the voting rights bill. Oh, the Giuliani phone call. We're going to play a portion of the Giuliani phone call. With the, it was a Ukrainian he was talking to that was breaking yesterday. We've got a, we've got nurses at a hospital are, prote- uh, are protesting having to get the vaccine. We're going to hear from them. The Navy is denying a request by a football player to delay his service so that he can play in the NFL. Well, 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 says Breed Creed. I don't know what you're well, well, welling about. Oh, 
All that and so much more on the show tonight. Oh, and I'm going to play the Cat Williams clip where he talks about cancel culture. You know, one of my favorite topics to discuss. I think he's on the right side of the issue, though. But first, we're going to start off tonight. It's kind of a humorous story, at least to me. I'm sure French President Emmanuel Macron didn't think it was too funny. Slapped him in the face. You could also be heard on video shouting the battle cry of the French army when the country was still a monarchy. Two of Macron's security detail tackled the man and another ushered Macron away. But the president, a few seconds later, returned to the line of onlookers and resumed shaking hands. Macron later said he... Tones, are you talking about that? Uh, like, I think it was up on my Facebook. I think I saw it as I was waiting to go on. Some woman talking about how, like, uh, birth control is slowly release toxin or some shit like that. At least buy me dinner. Yeah, the French, they're into that sort of thing. Macron might have liked that. You could also be heard on video shouting the battle. Oh, listen, can we can we get another shot of it here? Hands in southern France Tuesday, when a man right here. down with Macronia slapped him in the face. You could also be heard on video shouting the battle cry of the French army, and the country was still a monarchy. Two of Macron's security detail tackled the man, and another ushered Macron away. But the president, a few seconds later, yeah, Tones, I actually saw it from another angle. When the original video that I saw, but when I went to go pull the news story, this is what we what we got. But now it, it did have a little information that I, I was not aware of. To the line of onlookers and resumed. Because I'm gonna, hands. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. I saw it on a right wing site where they were mocking, like, ah, oh, look what happened to the French president. And it was just like a, a ten second clip of it. But it was like from a, it was the opposite angle and you could see the slap a lot better. He didn't really make a lot of contact. Kind of like Paul in the fight over the weekend with Mayweather. Crone later said he had not feared for his safety and that nothing would stop him from carrying on with his job. Two people were arrested, a police source told Reuters. The identity- I only saw one person slap him. And his motives were unclear. French President Jean Castex condemned the incident in a speech at the National Assembly. I am completely in solidarity because by targeting the head of state, it's quite simply democracy that's being targeted. Macron was... Uh, I don't know. They've got a... uh, They've got a different relationship with their government over in France. And I feel like... I feel like it's far more acceptable to slap a politician in France. (laughs) I might be wrong on that. I'm an American. But just from what I know. Now, over on the West Coast here in the States, we are seeing what they are are dubbing a mega drought. Western U.S. Scientists are calling it a mega drought brought on by climate change. Now, look at this map. The latest U.S. drought monitor map shows... Large areas of the southwest are exceptionally dry. That's never good. The worst category is taking a dramatic... Like Ben Shapiro's wife. ...system that provides water to 40 million people in seven different states. CBS News senior environmental correspondent, that's Ben Tracy, traveled to the iconic Hoover Dam and shows us how the federal government may be forced to make a drastic and historic decision. 
amazing. Yeah, we're 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 going to be talking about rationing water. There's already a right wing militia popping up, uh, saber rattling, saying they're going to declare war over water. So things are only going to get worse. We're going to be mad maxing it up in here before too long, guys. Lake Mead to cover up its backside. But now at age 85, it finds itself uncomfortably exposed. Much of the water the dam is supposed to be holding. Nestle be counting those bucks. This is like a different world. Pat Mulroy is the former head of the Southern Nevada Water Authority. She says Lake Mead, the nation's largest... Oh, to be trapped in just rising sea levels, level ever undrinkable before. water. This part of yeah, the Colorado River system that's possible as well. It's, uh, Vegas, Phoenix. It's, not an, it's not a matter of or, it's a, it's a both situation. It's going to be water world on the coast. Inland, it's going to be Mad Max. In Southern California. It makes the vast agricultural land of the desert southwest possible. This landscape screams problems to me. I mean, just look at the bathtub rings. To me, that is an enormous... Wow. Lake Mead is at just 30... We're beyond wake-up call now. It hasn't been full since back in 2000 when the water came right up to the top of Hoover Dam. <laughs> I see what you did there, Warlord. Like now. Since 2000, Lake Mead has dropped 130 feet... That's hard to imagine, but picture a 13-story building on top of my head, and way up there, that's where the water used to be. So you and I talked here back in 2014. We and did. at that time, I asked you, how critical a point are we at? It's a pretty critical point. If you look at 30 feet lower now, what point are we at? We're at a tipping point. It's an existential issue for Arizona, for California. We're beyond dipping point. For the first time ever, the federal government is expected to declare a water shortage on the lower Colorado River later this summer. That will force automatic cuts to the water supply for Nevada and Arizona starting in 2022. Homeowners have higher priority and at first won't feel the pain as badly as farmers. If we don't have irrigation water, we can't farm. Dan Thielander is a second-generation family farmer in Arizona's Pinal County. The water to grow his corn and alfalfa fields comes from Lake Mead. So next year, we're going to get about 25% less water. It means we're going to have to fallow or not plant 25% of our land. In 2023, Thielander and other farmers in this part of Arizona are expected to lose nearly all of their water from Lake Mead. So they're rushing to dig wells to pump groundwater to try to save their farm. Well, and that's another problem. That water table is just depleted. Uh, pretty cloudy. This is an engineering marvel for sure. Back at Hoover Dam, facility... I, like, you can go look up, like, Mexico City and their problems with the water table. Manager Mark Cook has his own concern. Now, conservation does solve those issues. But it's cut the dam's hydropower output by nearly 25%. So these are generating the electricity, these things. Yep, exactly. He wanted to show us the new turbine blades they just installed. So right below us right here is that, is that brand new turbine. Designed to keep the power flowing efficiently at rapidly dropping lake levels. At some point, the dam could stop producing electricity altogether. Our previous number was at elevation 1050, Ooh. and now we've lowered that number to 950, so we, uh, so we bought ourselves 100 feet. All those islands were underwater? Completely submerged. 
Pat Mulroy says a rapidly retreating reservoir may be the new normal, and the millions of people who rely on this water supply will have to quickly... There are multiple problems with the industrial meat industry. Of it's absolutely necessary. Has and they, they are compounding problems. This morning, Ben Tracy, Lake Mead, Nevada. I, and believe me, as a meat eater, as someone who loves fucking beef, I I understand the need for me to cut my meat consumption drastically. I mean, I already don't buy factory farmed uh, meats. I try to buy local when I can. All right, so Bill Nye spoke to Congress earlier today, gave the opening remarks on a hearing about climate change. I at first uh, was, I've fought this for 30 years, trying to get people to accept the science of climate change. I offered four bets to two notorious climate deniers. I offered them $10,000 that 2016 would be the hottest year on record, 2020, 2010, 2020 would be the hottest decade on record. Neither one of them would take either of the bets. I had $40,000 right there. They wouldn't take the bets because I think they're scared. We're all frightened. This thing is overwhelming. And if you don't believe me, look, there have been uh, these studies lately worldwide. People are having fewer and fewer children. That's because women and men. We, we should. To bring a kid into the world. I understand that. Less sustainable. I get that, but at least I'm paying the price as opposed to having it subsidized by the factory system. At least I'm a, it's like the carbon tax, you know, it's like people in other countries actually pay the cost at the pump for their gasoline because you know, like Europe taxes the actual environmental impact of the gas subsidized here in this country. So at least I'm, I'm, I'm paying a much higher price for it. And my money is supporting the local economy. I understand the sustainability argument. It's, it's the, that's how I'm rationalizing it. That I'm helping the local economy. The world's on fire. So everybody is, we're in. And and literally, imagine like we had record wildfires on the West Coast last year. Imagine what it's going to be this year. We've got to fight this fight together. I'm scared too. So let's get to work. Clean water, renewable energy, access to the internet for everybody, and we can change the world. Absolutely. And that access to internet, that seems something trivial. But like putting technology in the hands of minds that might be able to mold that technology to help the future is very important, especially doing it at a young age and making sure everyone has universal access. And that absolutely is infrastructure. Romney. Thank you. Here is Senator Mitt Romney still defending the Trump tax cuts. 
you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Ms. Young, you said a moment ago that the 2017 tax cut didn't do what it claimed it would do. Uh, I would now odd day to defend these tax cuts. Note that prior to COVID, I believe the economy was at a record level of uh, growth and... Uh, You're correct, Tones. We are continuing to expand for, uh, minorities and consume and more. The entire population. So I, I would think... I wasn't here in 2017, didn't vote for that tax plan, but I think those who did would say, actually, it was doing what it said it would do. COVID, it's not. And I don't believe the tax cut was related to COVID. Do you... Do you um, uh, of course, recognize that every country, uh, every major developed country in the world. So it's always something. Their stupid ass tax policy would have worked. Oh, if it had been for COVID, it would have worked. Or trickle down economics, the thing George H.W. Bush called voodoo economics fucking 40 years ago. Uh, has a capital gains rate, oh, shit. tax rate lower than ordinary income rate. And, and the reason they do that, I presume, is because they, they want to encourage uh, individuals and entities to make... Yes, I'm uh, stoked for Final Fantasy VII uh, Integrate or whatever the fuck it's called. Or investing in basic research is a risky thing to do. And so rather than having people just put their money in the bank and earning interest, they want them to do things that, that if you will, create new businesses and, and new jobs. Uh, the, the president's plan... Uh, yes, yes. That is the reason for a high tax rate to encourage a company to put the money back into the company to invest in in their internal infrastructure and their people to pay higher wages instead of giving it out to their fucking stockholders. Suggests that we're not going to have a lower tax rate for capital gains. Do do you believe there's a relationship between growth and capital gains tax rates? Uh, Senator Romney, clearly we, we have a, a maybe a difference of opinion on, on capital gains. We are trying to ensure that what you pay based on your labor, your work, um, is taxed at the same as your investment income, which a lot of Americans uh, don't have the opportunity to have. So is there inherent unfairness uh, that I would pay more taxes based on uh, the work that I do every day um, and those who might be the wealthiest? Uh, pay half that in some instances because of the investment income. Mitt Romney would say no. We clearly think so, and we think those things should uh, should be more equal. So you think you, you think that unlike every other developed country in the world, we should have the same tax rate or actually a higher tax rate for investment in risky startup businesses and so forth than we do for ordinary income? I think some of the things you heard Senator Padilla talk about, uh, some of the, the inherent issues we had as an economy before I think that, COVID. I think that's a yes or no. Does that mean you, you believe that, in fact, there should be a higher tax rate on capital gains than yeah, ordinary we, we, we do. We think okay. Oh, this is the most fight I've ever seen out of Mitt Romney. I've never seen him come with this kind of gusto. Clearly, when you're talking about the shit, how he makes his money, it matters to him. Okay. Close to labor. I, I would note that that I, I think uh, I do, do you not believe that capital gains tax rates relate to growth. You said that the best way to get out of the deficit we have is high growth. But if we have the highest capital gains tax rates in the world, do you think that that might depress growth? We think middle class is an avenue to, to growth, and this would allow us to put more income or resources into infrastructure, into education, uh, rather than allowing the wealthy to. Uh, paid a small percent earn a large percent. Well, 
don't forget that that the 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 uh, top ten percent earners in America are paying seventy one percent of the income tax. Is is that not their fair share? Is that I, I, you keep saying they should pay their fair share? They should pay their fair share. What? Yo, whoa, 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 but that's less than seventy percent of the like the all the. The argument that he's making is that rich people pay the bulk of the taxes, which is true. Because they have the money. They should pay the bulk of the taxes. That makes sense. And that 70% is still disproportionate to everyone else. What is the fair share that should be paid by the top 10% of Americans? If 71% is too low, will you say what share... Because notice he's saying they're paying 71%. That's not their tax rate. He's trying to imply that they're paying 71%. But he's correct in what he's saying. But when you when you clip it to a dumb fuck right winger, they think like, oh, they're paying 71% of their income into taxes, which is not true. Not true at all. He is saying that they pay 71% of the taxes paid in this country. But they own fucking all the wealth. We only have a small slither. It's, it, it is still disproportionate. You should be paying more than 71%. Should be. Uh, Sir Roman, I, I think you have to look at what they're making compared to what they're paying. And I think most Americans uh, would find it objectionable given the percentage they're paying of their income. The CEOs now make well, close to it, It's noted 50, more than 53, 53% of Americans pay no income tax at all. So... And, and and should that number get higher? Should there be a higher... 53% of Americans pay no federal income tax because they have it subsidized through tax credits, mortgage credits, blah, 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 fucking uh, child care credits. You, most of us get more back than we pay in on our taxes in our income bracket. In my, I'm a poor person. Absolute useless statistics. I even forgot the point that I was making. But, oh, those that 53% that pay nothing in federal, in federal, federal income tax, and that's the one that, you know, right-wingers are supposedly have the most problem with. When you listen to, you know, the Young Americans for Liberty and, and all those right-wing groups talking about taking your income, most people don't even pay that fucking tax. But, but, but the lower class is taxed to fucking death when it comes to sales tax, when it comes to state tax, when it comes to fucking property taxes to pay for schools. One of the ways the rich get out of paying their fair share. Higher percent that pays no income tax at all? We should have to compare that to what they make compared... Both the poor and the extreme. You are exactly right. And that's, a, that's one of the reasons why, like, people that fall in that middle part... Like, they make good money, and this is like the professional class, the managerial class, the doctors, lawyers, people like that that are making, like, over a hundred grand a year into, like, the, the 400, 500 grand a year. They're getting taxed out the ass because they do not have the political power to cut their own taxes the way rich assholes like Mitt Romney does. Well, you know what the numbers are in terms of the, the top 10% earn 40% of the income and are paying 71% of the taxes. And so should they be paying 80% of the taxes? 85? 90? 
I think we have to look at what they're paying compared to what they make, what, which is, I know it's hard to believe, but they, what, they are but, not but, paying the same but, percentage as workers. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's more. When you say they're not paying the same percentage as workers, 53% of Americans pay zero. You're, you're fucking, yeah, you're going to cite something that has nothing to do with anything. Sir, your capital gains are taxed at like half the rate my fucking income is. And that's not fair. That's what we're talking about. Pay no income tax at all. So 53% of Americans are not paying any tax. How is it those top 10% are paying a higher share? I, I mean, so I, I would note that, that uh, it would be helpful. I would note that you're a dumb fuck. You gotta go to reach a, a, a fair share. Let me ask one more thing. And, that, and this is just simple math. I guess my time's almost up. And that is uh, you're proposing that the capital exactly. tax be applied at death. Uh, that the, the so-called uh, tax run-up uh, at death, uh, 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 tax adjustment at death is, is eliminated and that should pay a capital gains tax. Help me with this. If Let's say... Uh, I don't know what he's talking about with that proposal. Is that something with the estate tax? Died, um, let's say her, her million-dollar exemption was being used elsewhere, and so she went from out of asset that she bought for dollars, now worth a million dollars. I just want to do the math here. So she would there, then pay the capital gains tax of 43.4%. On that million dollars, as I understand it, which would be four hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars, and then she'd also pay. When I say she, her estate would also pay. Yes, yes, tax. yes. You're correct, Tones. What he's pointing out is that most people are living in poverty, and and he doesn't see that as a problem. Dollars, which would be four hundred thousand dollars. So so in total, she would pay. Her estate would pay. Eight hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars on a one. I'm not high enough for this shit. Some eighty-three percent. Does that that doesn't seem like fair share to me? That seems like confiscatory. Have I missed the math somehow on that? I would say if you look at it, maybe more round numbers. If I want to leave my a five million dollar house to a child, two and a half million remains tax free. So there is a million dollars you point out exemption for per individual. Yeah, I understand, and so. Let's, I'm talking about an individual that has multiple assets, but it's saying that, that once that $1 million... Rich assholes like you. Up, that, uh, uh, that at that point, the 83% tax rate is a fair share, not confiscatory. I mean, you have to look at the exemption, which is a $1 million. I don't think you should be able to fucking... Give a million dollars, give a million dollars worth of shit to your kids. Beyond that, fucking tax it at a high rate. I don't give a shit. Especially not going to give a shit about what they think after we read this. ProPublica, I encourage everybody to go check it out. Earlier this morning, published the secret IRS files, a trove of never-before-seen records reveal how the wealthiest avoid income tax. In 2007, Jeff Bezos, then a multi-billionaire, and by the way, he's not even going to space. He's going into like above the stratosphere. He's not going into the uh, like exosphere or whatever the fuck is. I'm not. A, I have no clue what the. I fucked the names of them up. But he's not going into the outer layer of our atmosphere. And he's like coming. It's like it's gonna take like 14 minutes. 
the whole trip in total. So he's just basically going up on a balloon really high. In 2007, Jeff Bezos, then a multi-billionaire and now the world's richest man, did not pay a penny in federal income taxes. He achieved the feat again in 2011. In 2018, Tesla founder Elon Musk, the second richest person in the world and the dumbest person in the world, also paid no federal income taxes. The dumbest person in the world that was editorial by me that was not in ProPublica's reporting. Michael Bloomberg managed to do the same in recent years. Billionaire investor Carl Icahn did it twice. George Soros paid no federal income tax three years in a row. ProPublica has obtained a vast trove of Internal Revenue Service data on the tax returns of thousands of the nation's wealthiest people, covering uh, more than 15 years. The data provides an unprecedented look inside the financial lives of Americans' titans, including Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Rupert Murdoch, and Mark Zuckerberg. It shows not just their income and taxes, but also their investments, stock trades, gambling winnings, and even the results of audits. Taken together, it demolishes the cornerstone myth of the American tax system that everyone pays their fair share and the richest Americans pay the most. Exactly what Mitt Romney said. The IRS records show that the wealthiest can, perfectly legally, pay income taxes that are only a tiny fraction of the hundreds of millions, if not billions, their fortunes grow each year. Many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, amassing little wealth and paying the federal government a percentage of their income that rises if they earn more. In recent years, the median American household earned about 70 grand annually and paid 14% in federal taxes. The highest income tax rate, 37%, kicked in this year, this year, as part of the Trump tax cuts. 37% kicked in this year for couples earning above 628 grand. The confidential tax records obtained by ProPublica show that the ultra-rich effectively sidestep the system. Americans' billionaires avail themselves of tax avoidance strategies beyond the reach of ordinary people. Their wealth derives from the skyrocketing value of their assets like stock and property. Those gains are not defined by U.S. laws as taxable income unless and until the billionaires sell. To capture the financial reality of the richest Americans, ProPublica undertook an analysis that has never been done before. We compared how much in taxes the 25 richest Americans paid each year to how much Forbes estimated their wealth grew in that same period. Now, Forbes, once again, estimated. They were way off on how much Donald Trump is actually worth. Mainly because they listened to him about it. We're going to call this their true tax rate. The results are stark. According to Forbes, those 25 people saw their worth rise a collective $401 billion from 2014 to 2018. They paid a total of $13.6 billion in federal income taxes in those five years. That's a staggering sum 
but it amounts to a true tax rate of only 3.4%. It is a completely different picture for middle class Americans, for example, wage earners in their early 40s who have amassed a typical amount of wealth for their people for people their age. From 2014 to 2018, such households saw their net worth expand by about 65 grand after taxes on average. This is mostly due to the rise in value of their homes. But because the vast bulk of their earnings were salaries, their tax bills were almost as much, nearly 62 grand over that five year period. They literally paid the amount of wealth. That they gained during that time in taxes. Shit. Warren Buffett's true tax rate, according to ProPublica, 0.10%. Jeff Bezos's, 0.98%. Michael Bloomberg's, 1.3%. And Elon Musk paid about 3.25%. No one among the 25 wealthiest avoid as much tax as Buffett, the grand far, uh, grandfatherly centibillionaire. Cent- a centibillionaire. Centibillionaire. I've never even said that word. Never heard that word. Can't comprehend that word. That's perhaps surprising uh, given his public stance as an advocate of higher taxes for the rich. According to Forbes, his riches rose $24.3 billion between 2014 and 2018. Over those years... 100 billion, thank you. 100 billionaire, thank you, Toads. Over those years, the data shows Buffett reported paying $23.7 million in taxes. That works out to a true tax rate of 0.1%, or less than $0.10. Cents. For every $100 he added to his wealth. Fuck. It is highway robbery. I encourage everyone to go read the ProPublica article. We're going to move on to Bernie Sanders from earlier this morning. We all make... In light of what we just talked about, pretty much stating the obvious. Making progress in protecting working families, an enormous amount of work remains before us. In the richest country in the history of the world, the working families of this country continue to struggle economically. Oh, Scrabby, you weren't here. We saw the start of the the French Revolution. Sometimes inside the Beltway, we can forget that reality. A literally he saw Macron take a slap to the face. Sleeping in tents out on the street. And the desperation exists from one end of this country to the other in every one of our states. Real wages, inflation accounted for wages in America, are lower today than they were 48 years ago. Now this is the way a senator is supposed to fucking talk. Not the way Mitt Romney talked earlier where he's laughing. But, well, how much are the rich supposed to pay? Huh? Well, more than one fucking percent, sir. Far more. 
huge explosion in product productivity in technology, average American worker in real wages making less than he or she did 48 years ago. And frighteningly, and the young people know this, the younger generation... Goddamn right we do. ...stand an excellent chance, if we don't turn it around, of having a lower standard of living than their parents. In other words, we're moving in exactly the wrong... Already do. Already do. Over half of our people are living paycheck to paycheck. And millions are trying to get by an eight, nine, ten bucks an hour, which in my view is a starvation wage. In terms of health care, we remain the only major country... It's beyond a starvation wage. The living wage in every state in this country is at least $13.50 an hour. So if a company is trying to pay you less than $13.50 an hour, they want to, you to pay to work for them. Period. Not to guarantee health care to all people, and yet we pay the highest prices in the world for health care. 90 million people are uninsured. One out of four people cannot afford the cost of a prescription drug their doctor prescribes because we pay the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. Over half a million Americans are homeless today, and some 18 million households spend at least half of their incomes in housing. How the hell do you survive when you spend half of your income in housing. Meanwhile, while working families struggle, the very richest people in this country are doing unbelievably well. Two people own more wealth than the bottom 40% of the... We just saw it. Go read the ProPublica article. And let me be as clear as I can be. The decisions that we make as a Congress will determine the very future. That is insane, Scrabby, and they've got so many restrictions. Authoritarianism and the attacks on democracy which we are seeing it, every day. We the are- disability system it sets you up to fail because it, it, honest to God, incentivizes people working under the table. And I, I think that is on purpose because they want to bust you for working under the table. It's, 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 a, it's a trap. Determining whether or not we are going to have an economy that works for all of us or just the very wealthiest people in this country. And in my view, the budget that President Biden has submitted to Congress constitutes a significant, significant step forward for the working families in this country. It's a step forward. I will give it that. Staff has done their job. They have given up. There are still so many things missing from it. I understand it's going to have to go through reconciliation. So there's not a lot they can tack on to it because it has to go through reconciliation so it can only deal with budget matters. Because I know I've seen a lot of people bitch about the Biden budget that it's, it's missing several things that were promised. They had to go through reconciliation for the first one. Hopefully we have a filibuster fight. I, do, I don't know where that's going to go. That's an excellent budget. It is our job to take that budget, to refine it. And, to and I trust this man. I trust the Senate Budget Committee chairman. Millions of Americans continue to struggle economically. I know he had a hand in crafting that budget. Millions of good paying. I know there are a lot of people that are disappointed that Bernie Sanders is not president right now. I'm one of them. But he is still one of the most powerful politicians in this country. I I never in a million years thought that would happen. He is the Senate Budget Committee Chairman. 
good paying jobs in this country by rebuilding our crumbling roads, bridges, water systems, wastewater plants. We have talked about infrastructure. Debbie, how many years have we talked about it? Decades since we have been here. Infrastructure. Republicans talk about it. Democrats talk about it. Every- Republicans are just jagging off. Infrastructure. We have done nothing or very little. Now is the time to put our people back to work rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure. We need to build millions of units of affordable housing. We need to combat climate change. The scientists are very clear. I don't like it's not just building new housing stock. We have housing stock. We need to do something with the housing stock that we have. So many houses are sitting empty. It's, it's insane. We have more houses sitting empty than we have homeless people. That's a fact. Yet the the price of housing goes keeps going through the roof. How does that happen? Every day that we delay is another day that we endanger the well-being of our children and our grandchildren with more droughts, more floods, more extreme weather disturbances. That's the bad news. The good news is that we can create millions of good-paying jobs going forward in addressing climate change, and that is certainly incorporated in the president's budget. President's budget extends the trial tax credit for at least five years. No, in America, we should not have the highest rate of childhood poverty of any major country on earth. And this budget takes us a good way forward in helping us to address it. This budget- And just like, man, there's so many programs. Just disability, the food stamp program, just, if you just expand those, put more money into people's hands, it helps the economy. It is a good thing for capitalism. So I don't understand the reluctance to want to do it. We're better off if somebody's sitting at home at disability, they got a little dispendable income so they can go out and have a nice dinner every now and again. It helps the fucking economy. Rent absolutely should be deductible. And we need we need some sort of price controls on rent. That the pharmaceutical industry owns the United States Congress, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. For too many years. Their lobbyists, their campaign contributions have resulted in the fact that we pay by far the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. The president's budget begins to tell the pharmaceutical industry, yeah, Medicare will negotiate prices. We can raise up to $500 billion, which, among other things, we can use to expand Medicare to cover dental, hearing, eyeglasses, and lower the age of eligibility. Millions of young- Very good point, Scrabby. But also these predatory, these predatory companies, like almost every major rental property in my city is owned by the same fucking company. That's a monopoly. What the hell? I thought capitalism was about competition, bitches. In the president's budget, we can make sure that every child in America, regardless of income or zip code, gets a good start in life. How absurd it is. That we still, many of us, continue to live in the 50s where dad went to work and mom stayed home with the kids. Well, you know what, folks? Mom is working. Dad is working. And the children of this country are entitled to high-quality child care. That's what this president's yes. begins to address. By passing paid family and medical leave, I believe we remain the only major country on earth. Is that right, Ms. Young? 
that does not guarantee paid family and medical leave. Working mother has a baby today. She's got to go back to work in a week from now. Really? Is that what a civilized society is about? Is Only it that fast? Not to guarantee paid family and medical leave. This budget begins to move us Jesus. in the right direction. This budget, the president's budget, begins to move Look, I'm no fan of kids. I don't think parents should have to miss out on the fucking early years. Years. Yes, I said years. Kids two or three. Fucking take all the time off you want to be with it. Shit. In terms of providing progressive tax legislation that finally asks the wealthy and large corporations... There are a lot of things to be disallowed. Share of ...taxes so we can begin not only to raise the revenue that we need, but to end the grotesque... Scrub Lord, that's not true. <laughs> ...in America. So here we are, folks. We have come to the worst year in our lifetimes... We are making progress, but I would hope that everybody recognizes that we still have a very long way to go. It's, it's not true. He went to the President USSR the as part of his business in as uh, mayor of Burlington. Now, they've done their job, now we've got to take the ball and run with it. I love it when right-wingers come in here like, look it up. No, I already have fucking years ago. Right-wingers are morons. Look it up is what we do here on this show. We ain't retreading old shit like that. That's a, <laughs> that's so fucking laughable. Senate Democrats start confirming Biden's judges to restore the balance in the courts. The Senate has uh, begun to approve President Joe Biden's first judicial nominees this week, making uh, marking the start of an ambitious push to make an impact on the federal courts. It's about goddamn time. The Senate voted 66 to 33 on Tuesday to confirm Julian Xavier Niels to be a district uh, court judge in New Jersey. Next up on Tuesday is Regina M. Rodriguez to be a district court judge in Colorado. Who were advanced in committee last month along with three other nominees. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said they were the first of many jurists that the Democratic-led Senate will consider to restore the balance to the federal judiciary. That's the thing Mitch McConnell was best at doing was packing the fucking courts. Packed a lot of shit. Packed the courts as well. Republicans aggressively reshaped the judiciary with young conservatives during the Trump administration. Former President Donald Trump appointed 234 judges to the federal bench, flipping the ideological balance in numerous circuit courts and installing three justices to create the most conservative Supreme Court in nearly a century. Schumer said many of them were woefully inexperienced and far outside the judicial mainstream. That's true. They had a shit ton of just idiots that they put on the bench. The court's focused progressive group Demand Justice launched a six-figure ad campaign Monday to build support for Jackson, targeting black audiences on radio and digital platforms. Nils and Rodriguez were nominated for judgeships during the Obama administration, but did not come up for votes in the Senate. 
I know what year they were uh, nominated then. One of the years they were nominated. Which was then ran by Republican Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. Under presidents established by both parties, the 60-vote threshold has been abolished for all judicial confirmations. Nominees can advance with simple majorities. Left-wingers are commie rats, eh? Sir, I doubt you could define communism. Speaking of Mitch McConnell, let's uh, hear his thoughts. Now remember, what is what are we up to now? 43, 44 states have put forward voting restrictions. So when Mitch McConnell is asked about the Democratic bill to address election security, which Republicans say is a major problem, what does the Senate Minority Leader have to say about it? Now remember, this is the John Lewis bill that's actually the Voting Rights Act that has been renewed. It was renewed unanimously in like 2006, 2007. No, it was 2006. This is when Republicans were in control. Republicans voted for it unanimously. What does Mitch McConnell have to say about it? Well, as the majority leader said, the voting rights bill is intact. The law extends well into the future. Um, What this rewrite of it does is grant to the Justice Department almost total ability to determine the voting systems of every state in America, which they're trying to do directly through H.R. 1, they would try to achieve indirectly through this rewrite of the Voting Rights Act. The Supreme Court did not strike down the Voting Rights Act. It's still the law. What they struck down was the pre-clearance part of it. Sir, you do not know what communism is. It's a fucking catch-all term for any kind of leftist thought. In your case... That's what you're referring to as communism. And the idea that you will fight communism wherever you see it is just absurd. Like, it's it's how you are justifying being a really shitty person in society, I'm guessing. Would you like to have a conversation about it? 917-830-4359. Or you can hop in the Discord. I'll let right-wingers talk. Unlike unlike all the right-wingers, when I try to go on their shows or call in with them, nope, they cut me off. Um, once again, um, as I pointed out on Echoplex the other night, many right-wingers conflate communism, socialism with authoritarianism. You don't actually know what the word communism means. Thank you, Merkin. Exactly. They are not the same thing. Like, before we could have a conversation about communism, I would need you to understand several things. First of all, communism, socialism, capitalism, those are economic systems. 
and that no country on earth has a pure capitalist system or a pure communist system. Every economy is a mixed economy. I can't have I can't have a conversation with somebody who doesn't understand the nuances of the terms that he's throwing around. Yes, Marx was a critique of kid. Thank you. Thank you. So many right-wingers have no fucking clue what Marx said, but it was just a critique of capitalism. Now, he did indeed say what uh, what uh, communism would be, a stateless society, after we evolved to pass the need for it. But no property. No, communism is a economic system about government regimen, regimenta- regimentation of the economy. See, I can't have a discussion with you're not being serious when you're like, communism is the history of those countries who have actually tried to implement it. That that statement doesn't mean anything. You know, fucking right-wingers love to come on and, like, talk about you know, how many millions of people were killed by communism, never mentioning, you know, the British East India Company or apartheid South Africa, all the wars the U.S. have fought, the banana republics we've set up. They never count those deaths as attributing it to capitalism or the people who just fucking die in the street because they don't have health care. People who, who die because they can't afford insulin. I never I never get a tally on what those numbers are. So as I said, it's a far more nuanced conversation than what you're making it out to be. And you're trying to a, a, a conflate a bunch of things. I like to have discussion about actual policy to break things down, get precising definitions on what exactly we're talking about. And that's why I tend to think right-wingers are morons, because you come in and you say shit like, communism is the history of all the countries that tried it, and you're not actually adding anything productive to the conversation. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It doesn't get us anywhere in, in a discussion about policy. Have we invaded Peru? Have we invaded Peru? I'm sure we've invaded Peru at some point in time. I don't remember a conflict off the top of my head in Peru that stands out, but I'm sure we have. See, once again, you're like, what, you and most commies? What the fuck, commie? You're calling me, I'm not a fucking commie, sir. Look at my god, like, you're on an incredibly capitalist stream, clearly, where I'm asking for fucking money. My Patreon links are fucking everywhere. Give me fucking money, dude. You're not talking to a commie. As if that has any... As if the free transaction of trade is actually finds communism. I will have to look into that. I'm admittedly not up on my foreign affairs. 
Except your definition. You didn't give me a definition of communism. The, defi- <laughs> the definition of communism is basically uh, government control of the means of production. Now, that is an incredibly simplistic term. Now, notice how I'm pointing out nuances and how I'm giving you the definition of the word. I'm saying, well, here, that doesn't encompass everything. I'm trying to be accurate and accurately portray what's up. What you do is you come in here and you straw man me. It's like, oh, you and you commies, you believe this and blah, blah, blah. That's that's why I say right-wingers are morons because you're fucking morons. You don't know what you're talking about. The reality of this implementation, it's in the real world. I don't, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Damn, I'm dumb. Dude, you want to call in? There, I believe the rules are on uh, Twitch. I think I even made a hotkey. I can't remember what it is now. If you, if you want to come in and talk about something we're not talking about, like you got to call in or you got to Discord or something. Not because I don't like sitting here bantering. I absolutely do. It's just like, it would be a lot more fun if you called in. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, right-wingers are morons. We'll go back to listening to Mitch McConnell. We got some fun shit to watch. Let's watch some fun shit. Oh, let's move on to Rudy Giuliani. That's always fun. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? So, Rudy. I don't, I don't know where this audio came from. I don't know the fucking story. That was loud. The new audio of 2019 phone call reveals how Giuliani... Now, I don't know how CNN got a hold of this. I hope we find out. It's probably like Rudy emailed it to him or some shit. <laughs> Left his voicemails on some fucking... Like, seriously, he's an idiot. never-before-heard audio obtained exclusively by CNN shows how former President Donald Trump's longtime advisor Rudy Giuliani relentlessly pressured and coaxed the Ukrainian government in 2019 to investigate baseless conspiracies about then-candidate Joe Biden. The audio is of a July 2019 phone call between Giuliani, U.S. diplomat Kurt Volker, and... Andrea Yermark. I probably fucked his name up. Sorry, Mr. Yermark. Yermak. A senior advisor to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. The call was a precursor to Trump's infamous call with Zelensky, and both conversations later became a central part of Trump's first impeachment, where he was accused of soliciting Ukrainian help for his campaign. During the roughly 40-minute call, Giuliani repeatedly told Yermak, that uh, Zelensky should publicly announce investigations into possible corruption by Biden in Ukraine and into claims that Ukraine meddled in the 2016 election to hurt Trump. 
So let's go ahead and take a listen to the audio. Oh, this is the whole call. Okay. Oh shit, I must have put the wrong one on here. I thought I had like the juicy part. Let's listen to the we'll listen to the first part of it here. Yes, hello, very well. And you? I'm very good, thank you. Congratulations again. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. It's really very important. It is, it is. I was telling people, and no one believed me, that I thought that servants of the people would get an absolute majority on their own. And no one said, oh, no, the polls don't... No one believed Rudy Giuliani? No way. Well, I think they're going to win. (laughs) So, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really we're uh, spending all days yesterdays uh, together, all our team waiting for the results. And uh, yes, really today we are hope. What it's most important that uh, the practically all uh, more um, not ambitions. It's more. Faces of old power. Get into this Thank you for c- congratulations. Yeah. Okay. Let me uh, place the call to Mr. Giuliani. Stay. Oh, okay. That was Volker right there. Uh, 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 Kurt, uh, tell me please. We now are uh, coming. Uh, Igor Novikov, you know him. Uh, if if it will be right, if we are talking uh, together, or it's uh, better, your recommendation, or it's better uh, directly with Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor! If you and the mayor speak directly, I'll join as well. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. But I think I'd just like to have the three of us, because he needs... Uh, how, yeah, how did Rudy ever take down the fucking mob? Okay, okay. It was in shambles, okay, and I they were fighting with each other. Okay, I'm waiting for your connection. Stay on the line. Yeah. Stay on the line, and I will... Okay, thank you. The mob of the 80s was not the, the mob of the 40 years prior. Also, I, I don't... Giuliani has some fucking syphilis or something, doesn't he? It's rotting his brain. Or was he always this goddamn dumb? It was totally a public image, wasn't it? We should have on the line here America's mayor, uh, Mayor Giuliani. I actually called him that? Yeah, And to uh, reintroduce you... Andre is deputy chief of the presidential administration. He uh, will likely become the president's diplomatic advisor, but most importantly, he's a lawyer, and he is very close personally to President Zelensky. They've worked together in the private sector. And now let's see, just as soon as Giuliani gets on, let's see what the, what the topic of conversation is. Does he go right for it and start pressuring him? Genuinely a great guy. He was in Washington... I guess two weeks ago, and um, I wanted to put the two of you in touch. I've explained to President Zelensky uh, the concerns that President Trump has about individuals in the past in Ukraine and their activities, and the need, how important it is that he feels he has a partner in President Zelensky in helping him get to the bottom of that. 
Um, I definitely look at it as pre-internet. When I say pre-internet, I mean pre-widespread usage of internet. Like 92, 93 is when like the nerds were really on the internet. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Uh, It's a great honor to me to speak with you. Yes, uh, thank you, Kurt, for... By 96, we're in commercial internet territory. The uh, assistants and the second, I'm very close friends for a long period of time of Mr. Well, yeah, the internet was around for a long time before it became... And honestly, uh, I'm... It's my motivation because I'm a really professional lawyer. Um, I have the... One of the largest law firms... I'm with you, I'm with you. ...international law firm. And it was my motivation to go to the policy, to support, to help the president, because I really trust him. I really trust uh, and believe that he wanted uh, to change our country, to fight the corruption and really change Ukraine, because uh, we love our country. We want to live here. And uh, um, thank you very much for this opportunity to talk. And I'd like to say that, yeah, sorry. I'm very glad to talk to you. I want to to assure you that I want very much to see that our two countries are able to work together. I have a great long-time interest in Ukraine. I really admire your country. I emphasize... Did we have a transcript of this before? I've always had very good relations with everyone in, in, in Ukraine, except some of the really bad ones. And I would like, I would like very much to see this president be successful. So any way that I can help, thank you very my responsibilities as the president's lawyer. I'm happy to do that. Thank you very much. And I'd like to say that first of all, I'm me personally. Oh my God, a Rick and Morty reading of this would be. Excellent. I want to let let you know that uh, I huge fans of your unparalleled success and as a mayor of New York. I like New York very much. And it's really was great. And well, yeah, 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 yeah. New York is cool. Don't give Rudy credit for it. Sad about New York, about the examples the an ideal mayor uh, told about you, and it's 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 really was great. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is highly illegal. I like I like I am almost positive. This breaks multiple laws about foreign uh, lobbying, uh, uh, not registering as a foreign agent, blah, blah, all that kind of shit. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very humbled by that. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to say that despite, uh, 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 I have the honor uh, and on behalf of the president of Ukraine, I'd like to say that I will be honored to meet this you. No, also, I want to point out, it's we're hearing the Ukrainians' audio. Take that into consideration. Like, I guess the Ukrainians gave the U.S. government the audio of this call. So he was talking about how much he trusted Trump. He didn't actually trust Trump at all. <laughs> oh, God. Personally, in United States, or if you have the opportunity, have your time uh, to meet in Ukraine and tell you 
Because uh, we're, we're hearing, that's why his voice is and, uh, we crystal clear. We absolutely work uh, properly. It's mean that in any time what you will... That's why I did CNN obtain this by a pocket now, but clearly this was like evidence in, submitted by Ukraine, I assume. In absolutely in the level of the president, in the level of our team, uh, I'd like to pass this uh, information directly to you. Well, thank you, thank you. And yes, go ahead. Do you want to do you want to discuss it now on the phone, or do you want to get together? Uh, and then do you come to the United States? Well, even he knows it's illegal right there. He knows what he's doing is illegal. Yes, yes, I was. It's unfortunately you was in the business trip. Then I was in the United States uh, the couple of the weeks ago. Uh, but I'm planned. Because uh, he's stupid. In the future to be in United States, and of course let you let you know. And of course I'd like uh, I'd like to say that now we have directly communication between us. And I would assume, I would assume like the U.S. was listening to this, right? The actual government, our spy agencies, the NSA. Who will be the most, uh, uh, or you decided to go to come to Ukraine, or I will be in. He has to know about wiretaps. Decided about our. Especially post 9/11. Okay, here we go. We can discuss it in more detail. Uh, my my involvement in this came about because way back in last November, I got information from a reliable investigator, international investigator. That was that was what the FBI notified that he was being played. Activity in Ukraine during the twenty six that he was being played by an, a foreign agent. That was that involved Ukrainian officials and Ukrainian mostly officials being asked by our embassy and possibly by other official, American officials. Basically, I mean, they, uh, the, the, the statement was well, both of those things happened. Dirt on uh, not court, court, but you know. A proceeding. Just to shorten a big, long thing, uh, over a course of about four or five months, he did produce information about Manafort and about the Trump campaign and even possibly about Trump. And that it was the most prominent thing being this black ledger of Manafort's which was found on the doorstep right. of a parliamentarian. I Trump think. is running. And then delivered right. the embassy, the FBI. I, I think we're going to see indictments. It's whether he sees the inside of a jail cell, whether it goes anywhere. He's probably going to be... T- if, if, if I had to guess, my educated guess right now is that he will be so tied up in litigation that he will not be able to run. And then it will break him. We'll probably never see him inside of a jail cell. But he is going to be destitute. He's going to sell off all his properties. What he actually owns. Most of, most of his actual wealth comes from licensing agreements. 
the fact that he licenses his name out to shit. I, I, I don't see how his ego can let him not run. I mean, I guess he could he could say something about his health. He could say he if he doesn't run, he does something to save face. But I just I think that he's gonna be bled dry by legal proceedings. Especially if we see multiple charges from different districts. I I totally get what you're saying, Scrappy. But I like it just seems like the narcissist has to do it. And also, if he feels that's the only way he's going to get out of trouble. He enjoyed the protection of the presidency. He doesn't have it anymore and he's having to fight all these legal battles. On his own dime, we, the taxpayer, footed the bill for the legal proceedings he had while he was in office. I, 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 like, you talk about, like, losing it, but he didn't, like, he lost and he doesn't acknowledge it. So, uh, what would, I just, and, and this is, the scary part is, like, I think he might fucking win. I hope he does run. I think he is beneficial for Democrats. But now, if the, if the, I worry about what a Kamala Harris, Donald Trump matchup would look like. It would be incredibly ugly. And I don't know if this nation has overcome its misogyny enough to. I, I, I I honestly think it played a factor. Joe Biden was more likable to to people than Hillary Clinton. So I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried. But I think the most likely scenario is that he is destitute through legal proceedings. I, I'll take her over Trump. I mean, and once again... You know, I got asked about that the other day. You, like, the, the right-winger called in and tried to... He had valid critiques of Joe Biden. Critiques I've made over and over again of Joe Biden. But what it comes down to is that the coalition that I'm represented by is in the Democratic Party. So I have to vote to empower that coalition. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden don't fucking matter. I mean, they do. They do to the point, and I wish it had have been Bernie. But shit. All right. Content warning. This one's going to piss you off. Alabama cop. Okay, hold on. I, he might not have been a cop at the time. He was a, he was a former cop. This happened in uh, Hoover, Alabama. Let's uh, let's uh, let's watch the NBC News. Tell me a little about her. 
Well, she just had this light about her that people were attracted to her to talk to her. But her mom, Suzanne, and stepfather, Rod, say Megan's marriage to former police officer Jason McIntosh was violent. Megan recorded him threatening her. She knew if she left, she would be killed. That's why she didn't leave. One night in February 2019, Suzanne says Megan took her husband's gun to protect herself. When she heard him coming towards her, she went towards the door with the gun to keep him away. And she said, the next thing I know, I'm on the floor and I'm shot. Megan's arm was shattered. The police who responded were McIntosh's colleagues on the local force. So Alabama's state law enforcement agency took over, seizing the gun as evidence. We went and got the restraining order. She got the restraining order. But after Megan moved into her own apartment later in 2019, the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency returned Jason McIntosh's gun to him. Sixteen days later, he shot and killed Megan. Our worst fears came true, you know. A spokesperson for the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency told NBC News they had no legal justification to keep the weapon, stating the restraining order Megan had did not restrict Mr. McIntosh's access to firearms. But Alabama law specifically... Why wouldn't a restraining order restrict somebody's access to firearms? Why? Why? That should be the first thing that restricts somebody's access to firearms. Knowing the statistics I know about domestic violence. You're right, Tones. Especially in Alabama, where civil asset forfeiture is like a pastime of the cops. He says no person who is subject to a valid protection order for domestic abuse shall own a firearm or have one in his or her possession or under his or her control. The law says this person shouldn't have a gun, period. So then Lindsay- no, it was the law. Policy director at the Giffords Law Center. She says Alabama and 36 other states mirror a federal law that says anyone convicted of a domestic violence crime or subject to a final restraining order is prohibited from possessing a gun. But few states have actual procedures to track abusers and have them surrender their firearms. The federal law that says of course possessing guns, it doesn't automatically make the guns disappear out of their hands. It's as if the mandate is there, but there's no mechanics for how to implement it. That's exactly right. More women were killed by domestic partners with guns in 2019 than all the people who died in mass shootings that year. What? Yes, yes, yes. That nobody believed Megan. They weren't on her side. Not just Megan. Megan's story has been repeated across this country thousands of times. Earlier this year, Jason McIntosh pleaded guilty to murder and was sentenced to 30 years. Weeks before she died, Megan said she wanted to educate other women about the warning signs of domestic violence. Oh, the so poor that's woman. What her family is doing. Her father, Johnny. She's not alive, but she's saving a lot of people right now. Megan's family wants states to develop better systems for removing firearms from known abusers. We did reach out to the Alabama governor's office. Her office declined to comment. Governor Meemaw does not give a fuck. And she ain't going to say shit about guns when she's getting ready to run for re-election. No, no, no. When you're saying it happens every fucking day, no, I'm with you. It happens every fucking day and it should piss you off. I'm, I, I, I get what you're saying, Scrappy. 
It is far more common than people understand. All right, so in Florida, we had the story of Rebecca Jones. Remember, she had her house raided. We watched the video of the state raiding her house. She announced yesterday that she plans to run against Matt Gates. So while... Yes, scrap... How is Matt Gates still a congressman? Like, I understand why he's not in jail yet. He's entitled to due process. But how is he still a congressman? How is Matt Gates still a congressman? I am going to ask that question every day. Apparently, he's even planning on running for re-election. Uh-oh. Hey, Smokey. You're exactly right. Which, I mean, that is not something I am for. I, We need to reform our bail program. Cash bail is a fucking scam. And if you're... And l- let me tell you, I'm from Kentucky. When I got arrested the first time, you you put your 10% up, right? I, I put my 10% up with the court. I didn't know that it's different in other states. That you actually have to go through a bail bondsman. I got my 10% back from the court when I appeared in the court. That's how it worked in Kentucky. There was no bail bondsman involved. I got arrested on a bullshit charge in Tennessee. I had to pay my 10% to a bail bondsman. And he kept my 10%. And it's bullshit. Yeah, I don't, that block, I didn't understand it because I was from a state where that isn't a thing. But apparently this is the predominant way they do things, bell bondsmen, and it is a fucking scam. I don't know how we got on that subject, but Rebecca Jones, the former Florida Department of Health data analyst fired amid a controversy over the state's COVID-19 case data said Monday that she will run for Congress against Rep. Matt Gates. It's allowed if you want to be drugged for it. Holy shit. If you, I'll tell you what, if you want to call in, you can say whatever the fuck you want. But the, the fun part of that is I got to say whatever the fuck I want back. My rule is the chat gets to deal with you the way the chat wants to deal with you. And I think they're uh, far less forgiving than I am. I don't lay down the uh, band hammer. That's what all the dumb fuck right wingers say. No, saying uh, witty, meaningful jabs that take down authority. That's fucking funny. 
dehumanizing a group of people to make yourself feel better is just jacking yourself off and being a piece of shit. Yes, Scrappy will will not take any of your bullshit. Jones said Monday that she will run for Congress against Representative Matt Gates, a top ally of former President Donald Trump. In an Instagram post published late Monday evening, Jones wrote that she would challenge Gates for his seat in 2022, though no Federal Election Commission filings were yet filed for her potential run. Now, I'm assuming Matt Gates isn't going to be around to run again in 2022. I'm, I'm, there's probably some people that like to suck some dick in the chat. I'm sure. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I plan on doing a little bit of it myself to celebrate Pod Month. Because dick is yummy. Now, Jones. Just recently, it was exposed that she had a relationship with somebody in not not a physical relationship but like a a pen pal connection with somebody inside of Ron DeSantis's office so I find this odd now I think maybe DeSantis had a plant trying to get information from her just hours after the police entered her home guns drawn and warrant to seize her electronics in hand Rebecca Jones, uh, Florida's ousted data guru for COVID-19, sent a warning to one of her most secret confidants, Jared Muskowitz. Jared Muskowitz, there we go. Top aide to Governor Ron DeSantis for the state's COVID-19 response. DeSantis sent police to my house. They took all my tech and hardware. Jones wrote to DeSantis's director of emergency management on the encrypted app, Signal. It was six months after her high-profile dismissal from the Florida Department of Health after airing concerns about gross mismanagement and progressively uh, misleading data being presented to the public. Now, right-wingers have been on a smear campaign against this woman. I wouldn't doubt that a good chunk of... The people that call the suicide hotline are trans. But that has that has more to do with people like you. It's not an indictment of trans people. That's an indictment of the way assholes make the world for trans people. Yes, facts are indeed left-leaning. Now... Several things have come out about Jones, and I. Uh, it seems like there's a concerted smear campaign. They've also tried to minimize exactly what she did. There was a story, I think it was especially Tucker was pushing this narrative, that she didn't even have the power to change numbers. To be forced to change numbers by the state. 
but I've got to wonder exactly what the motive is here. So if she, six months after she left her post, is still communicating with a higher-up in DeSantis's office, she's clearly not a nobody. So there was either merit to her claim... Or she was definitely high up enough for DeSantis to worry about her. Okay, how about if you want to argue, you call in. Boog dog. We're we're talking about a topic. I am happy to stop talking about Rebecca Jones and talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'll let you say whatever you want. But you gotta give us a little ring. 917-830-4359 is the phone number. No, you can't post links. I decide what the content is on this show. Why would I let you post links? The fuck? But if you would like, we are a free speech zone. I encourage everyone. What does it say on my Twitter I updated my my about me, and I really like what I how I put it there. Not on my Twitter, my Twitch. All you conservative patriot types that say you're against cancel culture and people getting offended, come exercise your free speech. I dare you. You call, you call in, you make a logical argument. I don't even know what you what, what are you trying to argue with me about? Like I Bog Dog, I am really into arguing. I really want to talk to you. Please call in. Or Discord, the Discord link. Down in the description. Well, call in and tell us about the study you want to talk about. I, there are a high percentage of trans people that commit suicide. That is an indictment of you. You. That's not an indictment of me or trans people. Am I for the Second Amendment? I'm for people actually understanding the Second Amendment. Why is it every fucking right-winger that comes in my chat and wants to talk shit tells me they can't call in? It's every single one of them. What do you mean you can't call in? You're clearly sitting here on a phone, are you not? What do I mean by that? Well, the first thing I would point out is that the Second Amendment was written because we aren't supposed to have a standing army. So, you can't have it both ways. Either the Second Amendment is null and void whenever we created a standing army, or the military is invalid. Either way, I'm happy, whichever way you want to interpret it. Yes, the Second Amendment was more about putting down slave rebellions. And I always point to that. People like talk about, like, oh, it's an unlimited right. Well, no, they 
One, they restricted gun access to the slaves, clearly, and fought very hard about that as well. That was a huge topic of conversation in the South. Two, they didn't allow anyone that fought for the British, which was the majority of poor people, by the way, in this country, fought for the British. If you fought for the British, you weren't allowed to own a weapon. So clearly it wasn't an unlimited right. So yes, I am for people under... Like, I don't get somebody saying, am I for the Second Amendment? That's like saying, am I for the law against fucking jaywalking? It's a, it's a public policy. Militia membership only allowed for white people. Am I anti-gun? No. We're leftists over here, but I'm always going to point out to the gun nuts. If, if, if guns are your issue, then you're, you agree with Marx. Then you agree with Mao. Leftists are hardcore gun rights advocates. So, I hope I answered your question on guns and where I stand. Oh, and by the way, right-wingers are morons. Is anybody going to call in? 917-830-4359. I'm in the mood to argue. I haven't argued in a little while. Or we can hop in the Discord. I just redid the whole Discord screen. Check this out. Yeah. What's not a right-wing symbol? What the fuck are you talking about? The Gadsden flag? It absolutely is. Don't snip on snake. <laughs> All right, is somebody going to argue with me or are we going to go back to reading the news? We still got several things to cover. But I want to argue. Beyond the tags, come on, brother. Let's see that big brain on tags. It is often used in the United States as a symbol for gun rights and limited government. It's not a right-wing flag! (laughs) What the fuck? You just described the right-wing. Libertarians are right-wing! God damn! Libertarians are right-wing, and not only that, they are the dumbest fucking right-wingers. The dumbest of the dumb. Not a single one of them. Not a single goddamn libertarian knows shit about the fucking philosophy. We're not talking about parties. We're talking about political thought. We're talking about philosophy. Jesus! Ah, people are stupid. 
Yes, a right-wing party. He literally, everything he described was right-wing philosophy. <laughs> I swear. We really need to teach civics in school. I had a good civics teacher. I'm not high enough for this shit. I went to dinner with Sparkles the other night. As we're walking in, I was like, hey, did I tell you that I started shaving my entire body? I've never been happier. And I don't like, I like this shit. I don't know how I did that airy shit before. It's a lot of work to maintain this, but I like it. <laughs> she looked at me and said, Did I tell you I stopped shaving and I've never been hairier? I swear, I'm, I'm trying to get her to do like a Sparkles on a Saturday or some shit show with me. He's funnier than I am. I if I had to guess, I would think he thinks he's middle of the road or some shit. All the all the dumb fuck right wingers always think they are um the centrist. And they're just shooting you straight. They'll be like, I voted for both Democrats and Republicans. I, the, the whole Biden being a commie thing just blows my fucking mind. I can't take anyone seriously. Man spent 40 fucking years sucking the dicks of the credit card industry in this, com- in this country only to be called a commie while he's the president. Now, and, and honest to God, that's the, the, like, the people in the financial industry couldn't be happier about that. They couldn't be happier about the pulling the wool over people's eyes. They don't even realize that he's our puppet. They're calling him a commie. Um, dude, liberta- like everybody understands where libertarians fall on the political spectrum. On the left and right spectrum, libertarians are over here. Well, here for you, because it's reversed, I think. I don't know, I'm high. I don't think you know the differences between the... the, Because we're not talking about parties, we're talking about political philosophy here. Because, like, people... And you're not the first right-winger to come in and say, like, well, I'm not a right-winger, and, like, just state all kinds of right-wing shit. Uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you that libertarians posture, they don't actually want less government. Yeah, technically, I am a left-wing libertarian, but I don't ever refer to myself as libertarian. The only people that refer to themselves as libertarian are right-wingers. And they are dumb as fuck.
That, that's it, like on the political compass. Do I have to pull it up? Do I still have it? Do. On the political compass, I fall right here, all the way down in the bottom left-hand corner, left libertarian. I'll vote for Vermin any day. I have been a Vermin supporter before most people knew who Vermin was. Motherfucker been running for president since like 1992. I'm a C-SPAN junkie and I love those fucking like debates like that the C-SPAN always had like the offshoot presidential candidates and shit would have debates with them Vermin been doing that shit since back in the 90s no but yes I am a huge Vermin Supreme fan a friendly fascist. Thank you. I want my pony! <laughs> I hate Tulsi for several reasons. I tried, but when a lot of the Tulsi hate was uh, brewing in the left last year, I kept trying to, like, I kept trying to point out to my fellow leftists she's probably going to be the defense secretary in a Sanders administration. And that wouldn't be a bad thing. (laughs) However, her... God, her opinions. The more traction she's gotten with right-wing idiots, the more incendiary she's gotten with her comments. But I I was totally okay with a Sanders administration that would have had Tulsi Gabbard as defense secretary. And I don't think a lot of people on the... A lot of right-wingers, I don't think, realized that. And maybe that maybe that's my bad as a communicator that I should have pointed that out more to right-wingers. Like, hey, you need to get on the Bernie train because she would probably be the secretary of defense. Oh, shit. New Hampshire primary mainstay, Vermin Supreme, blocks Buttigieg's car, chanting, Boot head head. <laughs> yes. The first time I saw somebody post like a picture that's like boot boot edge, I'm like, is that some kind of kink I don't understand? Fucking weirdo. Boot boot head! 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 head. 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 Boot boot head! 
Yes, I would have voted for that man for president. Absolutely. I wish we lived in a fucking... Well, let's... Let's be honest. If we did live in a country where we had, like, fucking runoff voting and, like, 10, 12 parties that had to form a coalition, honest to God, now in the internet age, Vermin probably would be the fucking president. We'd bull a Bodie McBoat face. Fuck Trump. Trump was, like, an internet meme come to life as president. Damn. We, this country could use some mandatory mouth hygiene. For some reason, teeth aren't considered health care. All right. Dozens of staff members at Houston Methodist Hospital protested against the facility's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for employees on Monday night. The deadline for the workers to be inoculated. Hospital workers! Now they're suspended for two weeks without pay and then face that termination. But Jennifer Bridges, the nurse, she says she's willing to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. And by the looks of it today, they have a number... That ain't happening! It ain't happening! You are going to the Supreme Court, they're going to laugh you out of court. Supreme Court, my ass. You're going to lose twice in a row. Ain't going to the Supreme Court. Refused to take the mandatory COVID-19 shot by June 7th because it doesn't have full FDA approval. We should be allowed to make our own decisions. Jennifer Bridges is the registered nurse who first spoke out, created a petition, and now spearheading a lawsuit against the hospital. Just under 200 employees have signed on to sue as well. Several other employees also standing their ground. I'm not willing to risk my life to save. We mean, you're risking your life not getting the vaccine, woman. Oh, we shall appeal straight to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court comes with guac and sour cream, by the way. But I do love what I do. I love Houston Methodists, and it's unfortunate that they're willing to let us go over something like this instead of giving us more time. Houston Methodist has also stood firm when it comes to its mandatory policy. Yeah. Part of their latest statement says that almost 100% of its 26,000 employees have complied. Exactly right, Scrappy. Thank you. Well put. Employees will continue putting our patients first. You made your decision. Nobody forced you to have a vaccine put in your arm, but it has the consequences of you might lose your fucking job. Being overshadowed by a few disgruntled employees. Legal experts say this case is a tricky one because. And like, and I'm sure, like, this is a small, small fraction of the people that work at that hospital. This is a vocal minority. Yeah, I've like I've been talking over top of. We're gonna go back. I want to do the same thing, Tones. ...comes to its mandatory policy. Part of their latest statement says that almost 100% of its 26,000 employees have complied. Also saying, we have faith that our employees will continue putting our patients first. It is unfortunate that today's milestone of Houston Methodist becoming the safest hospital system in the country... 
overshadowed by a few disgruntled employees. Legal experts say this case is a tricky one because the hospital will have to balance the health and safety of its patients with the personal rights of its employees. For now, the group is waiting to talk to a federal judge who could decide their fate. We're all suspended right now, so he can choose to let us go back to work. But well, enjoy your vacation, ma'am. Termination lawsuit. Mayra Moreno, ABC 13. Ain't happening. I'm pro- I promise you. Hold me to that. If I'm wrong, please play that. I will admit that I was wrong. It ain't happening. They will lose twice in a row. They will lose in the regular court, and then if they try to appeal it, they're going to lose. Take it from golfer John Rom, not being vaccinated can be costly. He is the third-ranked professional golfer in the world, and he was informed that he had a confirmed positive test for COVID-19 after completing the third round of the Memorial Golf Tournament. Oh, shit. Was he doing well and then had to pull out? Oh, he had a six-stroke lead. Oh, shit. Ouch. He wasn't just doing well. Damn. Going into the final round. Fuck. And his wife had just had a kid. What a dick. He was well positioned for a first place finish and a if I had a six stroke lead going into the final round, I'd feel pretty confident and I'd play kind of conservative. And I may have just surprised some people. I'm constantly talking about how I don't like sports and I play golf. <laughs> Wild, isn't it? Rome was asymptomatic, so there was no personal health risks to him. And I and me being as anti-rich people, anti-bougie as I am, I fucking like golf. Shit. Weird. So he's asymptomatic, so there was no personal health risk to him. However, every unvaccinated person he may have interacted with over the prior 72 hours was at risk of becoming infected. And if he'd been vaccinated and at a breakthrough case... He'll hit the balls on the vegetable farm. I suck ass at putt-putt. Goddamn scrappy. I cannot play putt-putt worth the shit. Because, like, I go in there thinking I'm going to be good at fucking putt-putt. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I get my ass kicked every time I play putt-putt. Notice I'm saying this as if I have really competitive friends as well. It sucks. I have to get good at like all kinds of fucking video games. The latest is Injustice 2. I had to get good in order to be able to play with my friend. The PGA tour or uh, the PGA protocols for those not vaccinated were followed, which required Rom to be tested daily after his initial exposure was determined earlier in the week. Given that the PGA events now have thousands of spectators at the course, the PGA is committed to keeping everyone, golfers, caddies, staff, and spectators as safe and infection-free as possible. 
though the PGA does not mandate people being vaccinated, they certainly encourage it. I would mandate people being vaccinated, goddammit. Right from golf to what sport we're playing? Football. The U.S. Navy has denied Bucks rookie Cameron Kinley's request to delay his service. Let's check out this piece from Fox 13. For this Bucks rookie free agent, the dream was over before it even began. Cameron Kinley had had dreams of continuing his career with both the Navy and the NFL. But at this point, it looks like he's going to have to put his dreams of becoming a professional football player on hold after his request to delay his commission was denied by the Navy. Now, just two weeks ago, Kinley graduated from the Navy. He was president of his graduating class, and he was the first athlete to have... No, 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 no. I just, I... Being in the Navy... I get the whole he signed up for it and everything. But damn, he has a once in a lifetime opportunity and an earning potential for like the next three or four years that's out of this world. It's a very short window of time that he has to be able to capitalize on that. And uh, as someone who is not a fan of our imperialistic endeavors, fuck the military, let this motherfucker play football. And serving his country is a dream that can... Shit changes. Time. So he says, but I mean, he went. He went to the Naval Academy. Day for him, but it also was slightly overshadowed by the news he had received just a few days earlier that his dreams of an NFL career would have to be shelved while he served his five-year service commitment. He had five a contract with the Bucks and had played extremely well during rookie minicamp, leading him to put in a request to have his commission delayed. Now, this is very common for professional athletes to do, so that they can pursue a career in professional sports. However. Kinley's request was denied with no way to appeal the decision. In a statement to Fox 13, the Bucks said that... Yeah, yeah, I don't see why it can't be done. ...and a shining example of the type of high-character individuals that make our nation's military the most elite. They added that they support... Bureaucratic bullshit. ...position, but remain hopeful that Kinley will still have an opportunity to fulfill... His and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the story. Let's, let, let's raise awareness of it, put public pressure on him, let the motherfucker play football. A childhood dream, only to have it taken away. He said. Well, I mean, well, he's a. Uh, he made to the navy. He's a commissioned officer. That's the thing. He was in the naval academy. So like, he's coming out like fucking like ranked and shit. I don't know. I don't know what all the shit means, but like, he's gonna be an officer. But like, they should totally delay it and let him like, because he'll continue his military career later. Because, like, what, the average player only plays, what, three or four years in the NFL? Yeah, he's going to be at a desk anyway. So, fuck. But, like, seriously, the, the average player only plays three or four years, I think. And, like, let him do it. Fuck the military. Forward to that career, but he added that he believes he is deserving of the opportunity. What's to up, Igloo? Another one of his lifelong dreams. Before Spe- speaking of the military, do you notice how the dude that called me dumb earlier asked me about the Second Amendment? I, I explained the whole thing about like you have to either accept that the, the the military is invalid or the Second Amendment is invalid, and he never touched that. Never touched that at all. 
for other NFL players were granted their request to have their commission delayed so that they can play with the NFL this coming fall. They were from other branches other than the Navy, but Kinley was the only one who had his request denied. It's the fucking Navy. They got bases all over the fucking country. Why? And there's no way for him to really appeal this decision. So he says he's hopeful. That you're right. You're right. like and that that decision will be overturned. Okay, so there's like a thing in psychology. Like, everybody has like a social schema. You have like a script that you recite. I fuck people's script up. Like, you go out to, like, interact with people. It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, people have these snappy responses. I never say the thing people expect me to say. I'm always, like, saying crazy shit to people. So, like, it, like, you see people's, like, brains just, like, bloop, they break. That's exactly what happens to right-wingers. They expect to hear, like, a certain, they're conditioned by their propaganda to expect a certain response back from left-wingers. And when, like, they get something they've never fucking even heard before. Fox 13 News. Oh, she was a... Was the end of that? My bad. <clears throat> All right. In Tennessee, there's a teacher. Might not be a teacher anymore as we're reading this story. Sullivan County School Board approves teacher termination charges. The borders outraged. So just updated a few minutes ago, it looks like. Links in this article contain graphic language, huh? Let's fucking find out. I believe this is from WJHL, Johnson City. A Sullivan County teacher is facing termination tonight as the Board of Education... Oh, 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 fucked up badly. Fucked up badly, you say. Wait till you hear. Wait till you hear. ...is set to meet in just a few minutes. Contemporary issues teacher Matthew Hahn is accused by the school system of using materials with profanity and not presenting both sides of an issue. News Channel 11's Bianca Murray joins us live ahead of tonight's meeting where a group of demonstrators are outside the school board office showing support for Han. Bianca? That's anyway, Bianca. There are several people are already here showing support for Matthew Horn. He taught contemporary issues at the now closed Sullivan Central High School, where he was tenured since 2008. Oh and shit, she's got a cute accent. Complained to school officials that Horn assigned an opinion article to his students entitled "The First White President." that used profanity and was negative against former President Donald Trump. The Board of Education issued a letter of reprimand against Horn in March. Later Remember, he taught current affairs. showed what officials called an inappropriate video uh, in class entitled White Privilege. According to school records, Horn defended... Uh, he taught a little bit of that CRT. Quote, 
because those were the words of the president, and I thought the kids were mature. I can't place it. End quote. He also explained why because, uh, I, I, offer perspective. Because okay, the thing with her accent is like she's you know she's doing broadcast speak as well, so she's trying to do the midwestern neutral accent on top of having it. You're right; it does sound Australian, South African. I don't know what bullets. He said, quote, there is no credible source for a differing point of view, end quote. Horn has been on suspension without pay. So hold on, hold on, let me. Ah, oh, fuck. I... Sullivan County Director of Schools. Hopefully we can Dr. see it in David here. Cox inf- this video player sucks ass. Oh, shit. Do we have the... That accuses me of moving to dismiss Mr. Horn because he taught anti-racism lessons. Let me be perfectly clear. Sullivan County Schools and I in no way condone racism of any kind. We have encouraged all of our teachers, including Mr. Horn, to promote an environment welcoming to all students of all races and of all backgrounds. There's also been talk accusing me of moving to dismiss Mr. Hahn because he discussed the topic of white privilege during his contemporary issues class. Sure seems like it. This is also simply not true. In the charges I just read aloud, in fact, I wrote that appropriate discussions around concepts like white privilege remain perfectly appropriate for a high school class like contemporary issues. So what did he do? Charges of dismissal about Mr. Hahn refusing to provide his students with access to varying points of view, which is required under Tennessee law. And these charges are about Mr. Hahn, again, assigning inappropriate materials to his students. So he didn't offer varying points of view. And there were some cuss words in some of the stuff he said. Well, let's hear it. This is from a student. A cougar. I'm proud to be a Sullivan Central High School graduate. Um, yeah, he didn't give the racist POV. Problems, and there was an immense amount of racism. The times I graduated in 2018, and I was still hearing, you know, racial slurs thrown at, you know, people, um, especially, you know, whenever we play football games, you know, players on an opposing team or basketball games, you know, Sullivan Central High School had a at times a racist culture and uh, I'm proud to be a graduate I love my school but if you love something I think you should try to fix it and make it as best as you can and I think that that culture I think is now pouring over into the um, Board of Education I- I'm proud wow. to be a- so this is the teacher looks like a cool guy Yes, he has now been terminated. Hunter Biden has entered the chat. So, where are all the right-wingers bitching about cancel culture? I hope he does get a job at a college. There is... The college I went to is right down the road from him. East Tennessee State University.
So speaking of cancel culture, let's get right. Even though it seemed like we had a pretty cut and dry case of it with the teacher right there. Uh, I didn't see any right wingers out there defending him. But let's hear what Cat Williams has to say about cancel culture. This clip has been making the rounds. Without without uh, judgment and repercussion from cancel culture. Or, if you or ask all of culture. the people that didn't make it to the NBA, if you ask them if we just lowered the goal down another foot, <laughs> they will all tell you they make it. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes the out of bounds, but the out of bounds got to be there or you'll run up in the stands, right? Mm. So some of these things are for the benefit of everything. Nobody likes the speed limit, but it's necessary. Nobody likes the shoulder of the road, but it's there. I want to point out that the speed limit actually isn't necessary. I had this idea many, many years ago. We actually shouldn't have speed limits. We should just have cars that can't go faster than 70 miles an hour. Eliminate speed limits on all state and interstate highways. Okay, okay, 75. Seriously, they do it in NASCAR. It's a restrictor plate. Restricts the amount of fuel. Stops how fast you can go. That wouldn't be a posted speed limit that would need to be enforced. Have signs fucking posted everywhere reason mm-hmm. my, my point is um weren't all that extremely funny back when they could say whatever they wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day there's no cancel culture cancellation doesn't have its own culture that was people of color that was us policing our own culture that was people without a voice being trash by people just because they had a bigger name than them and more money than them and a better office. More money than them. They could sweep them up under the rug like they didn't matter. I don't know what people we think got canceled that we wish we had back. I don't even know who though, who are they. Mm. I I kind of want Louie back. That's, that's like the only one. I think he, like he does his penance. I, I, yes, what he did was shitty. I think it was more his manager doing the shitty shit. I don't, I don't know that Louie was actually involved with the shittiness of what happened. It seemed like he asked permission. So. Have I ever had a bad jam finger like turning purple? Actually, I have multiple times. Uh, Michael Richards has been around. It, it's done for the reasons it's done for, and it helped who it helped. Um, if all that's going to happen is we have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk, isn't that what we will want anyway? I'm saying your job as a comedian is to please. Well, I will point out that like whenever it's about like your sect of people, like or your fandom. Like, that's one of the things, like, people get so sensitive about everything on the internet. When it's about something you care about, you become incredibly right. Every single person does it. But for some reason, they think it's okay to attack a marginalized group, like uh, our friend in the chat earlier. The most amount of people with your art. So, 
if you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. Mm-hmm. Dirty bitch ain't been taken away. You can say that, but <laughs> don't call somebody this word when you know this affects all of these people. Don't use the R word when you really. Fuck Manson. I'm not defending him. He is a he is a horrible human being. And has he been arrested now? Instead of saying little people, look, if these are the confines that keep you. That's what I was. I gave you the one example like that I can think of. And that might be a little bias on my part. I was a huge Louis C.K. fan. I've seen him live. I've, I've watched all his stand up specials, all his shows. I'm, so maybe it's bias on my part, but I feel like Louis, like, he took, he took a rather large financial hit. Charlie who? What Charlie got canceled? I don't know what Charlie got canceled. <clears throat> oh, not Charles Manson. Hey, he got canceled a long time ago. He died, didn't he? <laughs> uh, Marilyn Manson is a piece of shit. And like, yeah. Do I like there's some songs like a song popped up the other day. I do have some. I have some very fond memories of uh, 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 Mechanical Animals time period. Like that album, like I, I done a lot of cool shit to Mechanical Animals. And a song popped up the other day, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take you off the playlist now. Well, you never really killed anybody either. Just saying. Hopefully nobody got killed when this car fell in a fucking sinkhole in China. I hate it when like the action is right at the fucking beginning so watch boom so apparently they weren't paying attention and just whoop I'm amazed like all these cars driving that close around it fucking if a sinkhole opened up like that I wouldn't be like Oh, it does kind of look like a big shadow. I see. I see what you're saying. Wow! Thank goodness it wasn't that far. I mean, that was still a hell of a drop. Totaled the car. Dude did make it out alive, though. It is. Well, that would... That would indicate that, like, it was filled... Like, they filled something in, right? Maybe there was a mine there beforehand? They hadn't closed the section of the road? What? Yeah, these damn communist sinkholes. (laughs) 
Well, you've got to wonder, like, you know, Paris is built on a bunch of fucking tunnels and shit. Wonder what's under there. Holy shit! Oh, did we go to a different video now? Oh, no, the same video. Guess they're just like, hey, let's show you other sinkholes. Fuck! Oh, see, there was a tunnel in that one in Jerusalem. Fuck. Getting your fuck on. <laughs> I don't like fucking in cars. It's always uncomfortable. I mean, you used to, like, when I was a teenager, you used to have to do that, you know? Especially my mom, like, she could hear a pin drop in a fucking house. So there was no way you could get away with fucking in my house. At least after, like, 9 o'clock when she went to bed. I told you not to go so hard. (laughs) Alright, also, from China. Something cute. How about some, some baby elephants? So this is a wandering elephant herd. Apparently they've been going uh, viral. Look how sweet. They've just been wandering around for the past year? Fuck. Why wouldn't they capture them and put them in the zoo or something? I mean, if they aren't harming anybody, then... I hope not. They look they look happy. I think they're just uh, sleeping. Oh, they're from a nature preserve. Oh, did they release them out in the wild on purpose? I didn't even know there were elephants in China. But then that brings me that brings me back to like poachers and shit. Elephants are so cool. Alright, you guys know I usually end on an animal video, but that was not the video tonight. We're not actually ending on an animal video. That was your animal video. But tonight we're ending on the end of the rainbow. So, boom. I have never witnessed the end of a rainbow. 
Apparently there was none to be had. I mean, if there was, the government would just tax it, right? The gold is at the other end. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. That's right. We were on the wrong side of it. All right. If you were watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to uh, Son Soul. I haven't rated him in a while. Please say hi. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.